Is that the sound that you think of when you're in the woods and you're hiking or you're camping and you just think things are going to go terribly wrong, whether it's night or day, like a whole Friday the 13th kind of thing? Well, it's not quite like that. But check out our next episode where we actually sat down with someone who can tell that to us, T. George, who actually created from a hobby and an interest something of a career actually around traveling and hiking and creating hiking groups for others, especially people of our community. So stay tuned, check it out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. At PGD, you're not just a listener, you're family. Is there a career you'd like us to explore or a success story you'd love to share and have us highlight on one of our episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at pgdfam at gmail.com. Subscribe to our show so you can get notified when new episodes drop. Help increase our reach with a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. We are sitting with T. George, who is going to tell us, first of all, Black people hike. I don't know if y'all knew that. I mean, I do. But as, as a collective culture, we hike. We also like the wilderness. And that's the business that she's in. So welcome to our virtual couch. Yeah, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. And we're going to kick things off with our inaugural question. So kind of taking us back into the future before we talk about what you do today. What was it like for you your junior, senior year as you're getting ready to transition out of high school? Did you know at that point what you wanted to do? Were you thinking about college or what were you kind of thinking about at that time? about to graduate I definitely wanted to go to college um I ha- have a funny like growing up I grew up in a military family so I went to a ton of schools different schools elementary middle school and high school um so I didn't really know at the time like in junior year where I was going to go to college because I had nowhere I'd be living mm. um but I did want to be a doctor I was hooked on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> so I wanted to be a doctor and then okay. we all were Right. <laughs> you know. But um, no, that was not in the plans for me once I got to college. Because I've never been like a sciencey person. I've always been creative and artistic. Mm. Okay. Well, then a question. So what, what type of doctor were you thinking of being? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I just like show. <laughs> like, this is what, you know, that's what my 16, 17-year-old mind was thinking. I was like, oh, this is what being a doctor is like. This looks cool. Like, I want to do this too. You know, yeah, that's where it starts. Right. That's what a lot of us think. Like, like you know, we don't know exactly what we want to be. And then when you think of doctor, you never realize, like, there's a specialty to it, right? Like, let me get, like, a particular niche that I want to kind of go in. You just want to do it. So that's interesting. Yeah. So then did you know that you wanted to go to college? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you knew that was an option for you or was it kind of like in the back of your brain? Well, if this doesn't work out, I'll do something else. I knew I always wanted to go to college. I was okay. one of those teenagers that was ready to get out of the house. Okay. And that was the yeah, one college I saw. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I knew I wanted to go to college. Okay. okay, and then when you got there, what was it like? So, because mm-hmm. one of the things is you have to kind of like decide your major, right? So, was your first year, that's when you kind of said, let me go into like, you know, biology and, and, and all these different types of sciences, or what happened that first year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, had like the weirdest track you probably hear, but I majored, I started off majoring in a history with a pre-med track, like the weirdest okay. combo ever. Hmm. Um, 
I really liked history in high school. Like, that was all the classes I aced. Um, I was really into U.S. history, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll major in college and, you know, just do the program track. Mm-hmm. So really, really strange combo there, but that's that's how I started off. Okay. Oh, okay. And when did it take a turn? Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to be, you know, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, maybe, like, my third class. My third bio class. <laughs> third class? <laughs> not for me. Like, everyone was so, like, I, you know, you just look around and just, like, these people get it. I know that feeling, man. Day one, sitting in a class. I've gotten up and walked out of classes back in the day for that. Like, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't read the description. (laughs) But you know what? I'm glad you're sharing that with us because some people, they see who you are today or they see people where they're at and they don't realize it wasn't always easy, right? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like a, a quick decision. I made this decision and look, my life is perfect. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, no, you kind of have to get, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and figure things out. And, and that's what it's all about. And it's OK, you know, to do that. So it's very good to hear you say that because it makes it feel human and we're normal because at 16, 17, you think something's wrong with you that you don't know what you're going to do right. for the rest of your life. And that's, you know, that's a lot of pressure at that age, you know, a lot of pressure. I mean, even when I graduated college, even though I had the advertising degree, I still didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's normal. Mhm. It's it took me years after college to find out. So you are definitely a part of my tribe. I understand a hundred percent. And even after, and you know, and I, and I and I extend this comment out as well. Even after you're probably in a career for five, ten, fifteen years, sometimes you're like, enough of that. I now mm-hmm. want to do something very different. And you've seen people mm-hmm. who have like polar opposites. They were doing one thing a librarian in one life and then now they're doing something completely different and so it, it happens and i think you know embrace it kind of just go with it and not not necessarily just you know think like i have to have this all figured out i don't know when we ever have it all figured out right learning is lifelong so take us now you graduated you have a degree in advertising what was it like that first, let's say, a couple years, now you're out of uh, high school trying to just figure out, or college, now just trying to figure out what it is that you want to do? So as soon as I graduated, I got my travel bug my sophomore year of college. Okay. Um, my friends, so I, I played club basketball in college, and my teammates, they were all seniors, and I was a sophomore, so for their senior year, they wanted to go out of the country for spring break. So... We all took a trip to Cancun, Mexico. That was my first time being out of the country, which was crazy. My mom being in the military, which we traveled a lot, um, which never went out of the country. And I fell in love. I mean, the water was like crystal blue. It was different culture. Like, I was obsessed. So I knew I wanted to do it again. So as soon as I graduated college, I think like two days later, um, we went on, My boy, me and my boyfriend went on a three-week trip to Southeast Asia. Ooh. And... I was like, that's all I care about. I didn't have a mindset of like having a job when I graduated, like a lot of people did. I was just like, I'll just get a job when I get back. So I went on that trip, um, came back, moved into my parents, and just job searched. Um, and I ended up getting a job like 
um, so I graduated in May, and then we mm-hmm. a job in September, and it was in marketing. And I stayed and I stayed there for a year and a half, and then I found one that I was really really passionate about, which I'm in now, which is influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. And I work at an ad agency, and we work with influencers. And so I feel like I finally found like my place in a career that I enjoy. In between shows, keep the conversation alive with the youth in your households with our series, The Adventures of Sophie and Olivia, available on Amazon and directly on our website, pgd-innovations.com. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to check out our merchandise and we have some limited time gear only that's available this season. Don't miss out. I love that. So I'm you dropped a couple nuggets and it's interesting because we have interviewed before and um, some of our previous guests have said a lot of what you kind of talked about in your story about the importance of when you're in college traveling and seeing places. And sometimes um, what we've seen up to this point is someone travels and it just inspires them to say, OK, I want to make sure that I pick a profession that allows me to do it. And it sounds like that's what happened with you too. Only travel kind of inspired you into what it is that you're doing now. So with influencer marketing, how did the hiking happen? So it is not related at all. Okay. (laughs) No surprise. (laughs) Even when I was in college, I knew I always wanted to be like a content creator. Like I followed a ton of people. And I was like, this is amazing. They get to travel. They can do all these things and, like, inspire these people. Because they were inspiring me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is what I wanted to do. So I originally started off as wanting to be a travel influencer. I never was hiking. I never hiked before. I never camped before. I didn't even know the thing that we could do in our community. Um, and so I always wanted to be a travel influencer. Like, if you scroll all the way back through my content, you'd see it's more travel-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit. And so I could not do any more international travel like everything was shut down so I had to find another outlet and so I live in Atlanta Georgia and we have this famous hiking spot here called Stone Mountain and mm. so I went there one day at sunset and like I had I believe I, I, I had like a stressful day at work and like just being able to get to the top of the mountain and just see the sky light up in a million different colors and just be in that moment and like all my stress went away and it was just really beautiful and I was like wow like this is this is like 30 minutes away from me I don't have mm-hmm. to go you know hop on a 10-hour flight to enjoy yeah. something beautiful so I started looking for more opportunities like that and found out that Georgia has like over 700 waterfalls a ton of mountains and I was just hooked from there wow well first of all you taught me something because I even lived in Georgia at one point and, and did not know that until today so <laughs> wow I love that so from that point, did it kind of start off on you doing solo hikes and then just documenting different points of the trip and posting it? Like, how did it get to the point that you now started doing trips and like hosting like groups and kind of going out as the guide for groups? Um, it started off. So um, that it was it was the summer when it started. So my cousin was living. So I was staying with my parents at the time. And so my cousin was there for the summer. Um, he was like 14, 15, something like that. And so he was looking for something to do because he, it was his summer, he didn't have anything to do. So that's how it started. We would just go on hikes. Um, and like at the time, like I don't even think he was taking videos of me. Like I was just taking videos myself, like not mm-hmm. without me in it. And then um, 
when my boyfriend moved, my boyfriend at the time, we're, we're engaged now, mm-hmm. when he moved to Atlanta, because we were long distance for a year, mm-hmm. that's when things got a lot more serious. And I was like, let's go hiking here and let's get a video. Let's get content. Let's do this. And I started a blog so I can talk about these different places. So that's when things got a little bit more serious. And then things really kicked off last year in April. Um, sorry, last year, last year, at the beginning of last year, I created TikTok mm-hmm. and it, I grew like 10,000 followers in a matter of a few days. So that's when things really kicked off for me. Wow. So it almost sounds like your your day job and then your your passion hobby of of vlogging, it goes hand in hand with each other, I would imagine. Yep, they definitely do. I've I've learned a lot um, through my job um, that sometimes is beneficial for me running my business. I love that. So now, how so when you're out hiking and, and doing some of these these pretty amazing just activities that you're doing because like just going through your TikTok and seeing some of the experiences that you had it is kind of breathtaking right some of the things that you experience um how is it being someone of color because I'm I'm just curious when you're out there are you like oh I'm completely comfortable or is it kind of like I'm com- I'm comfortable but I'm the odd man out so I'm just kind of curious what your experience has been like yeah, I want to first start by saying that everyone's experience is different, and this is just what mine has been. Um, so I think my background plays a huge role in this. So as I mentioned, my mom is in the military, so I moved around a lot growing up. And whenever we moved around, my mom, of course, tried to put me in the best schools, and usually that was all white schools. Mm-hmm. And so I am used to being the only black person in any environment, because that's how I grew up. So with me being the only black person in the outdoors, it's kind of like what I've been used to my whole life. So I am comfortable, this is how I've been my entire life, but you know, I am aware of all of the issues we have in this country and I do, I am cautious of my surroundings, but I will say that I'm completely comfortable in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and we could tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so much fun, it's just so peaceful. So I mean, Rachel hikes more than I do. I try to get around to it, but I just don't do it enough. Um, but it's just something that if someone has never tried it, I just say, go out and do it. And then you'll just feel so much better. Like it's just mm-hmm. the reward you get to like a peak or to a moment, or you see something that ordinarily you wouldn't get to easily. And you feel like you worked hard to get there. It's just a feeling when you kind of just experience that moment. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful moment. It yeah, is. I would agree. And I would say, use your situational awareness, of course, but I've never run across an angry hiker. Like, usually people are so zen. I always say that. I feel like hikers are just so nice. I always meet the nicest people on the trails. We went hiking in Arkansas and, like, one of the most rural states ever. And I just, we just met some of the kindest people on the trails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. So um, then how do you pick the locations that you're going to try to go, go to next? I mean, there's so much to see. Mm-hmm. So how do you narrow it down? Uh, um, a lot of times it just depends on like what my availability is in my calendar and like how far, how far I, I want to go. Um, so right now I'm mostly focused on like the Southeast. So okay. I want to see like what, what places I haven't hit. So um, my favorite tool is Google Maps. So whenever I come across a location, whether it's through reading a blog post or on Pinterest or on Instagram, because I follow a lot of people who do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of live all over. So if I see they post a crazy hike 
that I know I want to do one day, I immediately put it in my Google Maps and save it. And so that's usually how how I figure out where I want to go. Oh my God. So then I'm curious, do you know what your next spot is going to be? Um, I, my, my schedule is kind of packed like the next month and a half. That's just like through, you know, working with different brands or different collaborations. So it's not necessarily like, it's not actually like just for me, if that makes sense. It'd be yeah. more of like, I'm going to North Carolina to work on a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, is there a particular place that you have on your wish list that you're like, oh my God, if this comes across, like I'm I'm jumping on this opportunity? Oh, there is a ton of places <laughs> on my wish list. I would love to hike in Canada. Like that is top of my list. Like yeah. I would just, Canada just is so beautiful mm-hmm. and like the natural wonders they have there. Um, but also like the Pacific Northwest, like I want to go out to Seattle um, yeah. or then Oregon. Like there's just a ton of places on my list. Oh, we've got to talk. I just came back from Utah. I did a couple trails there and then Oregon. Um, went and saw a couple sites. So breathtaking. Mm. Yeah, I can only imagine. I read a lot of blog posts in that area. So I know it's insane. Wonderful. So when you, how do you decide whether or not you want to do a hike and it just kind of be maybe solo or you and some friends versus when you want to do a hike and maybe you want to open it up to more people? Um, so usually I am with someone because it's become a business now, right? So mm-hmm. I, I have to get content. Um, it's what my platform is about. It's really encouraging people of color to get outdoors. And so I want to share these locations that are accessible to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I am hiking with someone. When I hike solo, it's more of like I need to – um, like free my mind I've had like a stressful yeah. week or a stressful day mm. so I like to go um, alone to a, a hike that I'm really familiar with and then for my group hikes it's always a hike I've done before because I want to be prepared like in case if anything happens if people have questions I want them you know I want to be the expert in that space so when, when they come so it's always a place that has good parking because a lot of people are showing up mm-hmm. and then usually um, if, if I'm like a beginner friendly one um, I'm like in there like two miles mm. And what would you say is the number one, maybe not necessarily concern, but what what is like that top thing for your first time beginner hikers that have never been out there? Because I'm sure they probably ask you a lot of questions or maybe are even a little nervous to get out there. Um, I always say like, start off with a place that you are like, I would, I say like Google the top hike in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's much easier starting off with one that's popular. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going alone, tell someone where you're going to be, definitely mm-hmm. research the weather <laughs> because that can play a, far, a factor. And then my biggest tip is to know your fitness level. Like if you know that you haven't worked out in a while and it's something that you actively do, then you might want to start with something that's a mile under, or if you're very active, then you want to start with something that might be two to three miles, but you know, you don't want to push yourself too hard on your first time hiking. Yeah. That's and then let me add to that. So I think I went, where was I? I was, I was somewhere out of the country and we decided to do a hike somewhere. But the interesting thing is right before you start the hike, like towards the base of this mountain slash, it was a mountain that we had to hike up. There was like all this, I don't know what you call them, but like the rules. 
Like, this is how many miles this is. It's steep. You're going up. You're doing, like, they started rattling off a list of things. And then on top of that, you know, I, I would also add shoes, right? Shoes is important. So it's if you come there with sandals, it, difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes all the difference. So I think by you touching on the, the fitness point thing, that's, like, extremely important because when you kind of see some places have, like, the list of what to expect. But, again, this was a more... This wasn't like a beginner hike, right? So I like that they kind of outlined it, but sometimes you can find yourself surprised if you're going on a hike thinking like, oh, it's just walking. No, sometimes it can get a little bit intense, especially if you're going up and down and, and all that kind of stuff. And then altitude plays a factor too, so. Definitely. So with that being said, what would you say are like your top go-to four items that you recommend that all hikers pack and that you also pack yourself when you go out? Yeah, I'm sure there's more, but it's yeah. like um, Water and snacks. You can never have too many. I get hungry on the trails all the time. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have a ton of snacks. Um, my snacks usually are like granola bars. I love Nature Valley. Um, trail mix and then like some cuties, like the oranges. And, mm -hmm. um, and a first aid kit that is always in my bag because you never know what can happen. And then usually... Um, bug spray sunscreen. Okay, she's got it. A, yeah, I know. Like, you see how? That's how you know you're dealing with a professional. She just rolled, rattled it off. So what would you say it has been your most memorable hike? Either either funny or just inspirational to you, but something that you you never forget. Oh man, I have a ton of this. <laughs> um my favorite hike of all time is called Preacher's it's called Panther Creek Trailhead in Georgia. It's currently closed, sadly, but um it's 7.7 .7 miles so oh. like off the bat like i just remember it, it being like a battle for us it was like my yeah. first time doing a hike that long we had to cross two creeks and one of the creeks came up to like mid eye level to oh me. wow um and so like get, getting through that and then at the end you come up across this huge waterfall and swimming hole so like just like the reward of like okay we made it now let's swim in this under this amazing waterfall um it was insanely beautiful and uh it was just i will always remember that and then of course you have your stories where it's like we got rained on <laughs> um the hike back two miles soaking wet as it continued to pour on us you got your stories where you got lost <laughs> so i have a ton of ton of stories um it's like you learn something each time like now i always check the weather and now i download my my trails offline so I never get lost and bring a battery pack in case my phone decides to die. 
that's smart. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to notate some of that. Yeah. I actually ran into a situation like that where it was like racing against the sun to get back. Cause it's like, oh well, man. Offline one. That's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Cause you would have- we just we're so reliant on our, our phones or our gadgets that we just assume there's going to be some sort of cell service and you're right like what if it doesn't work right oh but so, it's, i would say 80 percent of the time we will not have cell service so i also download my google maps offline that mm-hmm. way we can get home yeah mm. and we, i always oh back to the question about what i always have in my bag i always have headlamps as well because we usually can do window hiking in the back of the dark mm. oh okay okay that's a good one with, with the I bear spray I love it so you mentioned earlier how you do see parallels between um, the job that you do with the agency versus what you also do with hiking so what are some of those parallels that you find that hey I can I can kind of cross this skill over into what I do here and vice versa it mostly just helps like with insightful information about what people are charging in the industry. Mm. I feel like influencer marketing is still so new to where people don't really know. Like you said, people doing stuff for free. You still have people um, like asking for insane amounts of content from content creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just insightful in terms of like what's a good rate to charge um, for different verticals and how to negotiate. Like my whole job is negotiating. So I've really learned how to do that as well. So what would you say would be a number one pro and then a number one con to what it is that you do um, with your your hiking and your vlogging, that adventure? Um, a pro for sure is just getting people like inspiring and getting people outdoors for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like my, I love my group hikes because a lot of times our first time hikers, usually people of color and like seeing that look on their face when they get to the top of the mountain or when they see that waterfall is like everything to me. Um, so I love being a part of that. Um, and then a con, I would just say like a con is just like, there's just not that much diversity mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, and I, I want there to be a lot more. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm working toward. And what about someone that may be interested? They um, maybe are avid hikers on their own, but they're interested in trying to get into the business of also trying to encourage others and maybe host hike, hikes themselves and things like that. What would you say would be like the first piece of advice or, or motivation that you might give someone? First piece of advice is provide value. It's not about you. It's about them. So what are you trying to um, help others with or how can you help others? It's a question you need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're trying to keep people outdoors, you need to ask how do I want to share hiking locations around the U.S., around my state? Do I want to share tips? Like how can you help other people um, do this? Hmm, I love that. And out of curiosity, this is – this is just me. Okay. Now, you do sometimes have like companies that actually have um, people that are advanced level hikers that work for them. And then uh, people can sign up with that company and sign up with certain hikes and, and things like that. What made you and you might have researched this, but what made you go the route of, you know what, I want to do this on my own and kind of go the route of entrepreneurship? versus going with an already established company that 
um, maybe already has like a catalog of hikers that they can assign people to. You talking about group hikes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my audience. It's something my audience wanted. I was mm. getting a million DMs a day. I want to mm-hmm. hike with you. I am. I've never been hiking before, and I would want to do it with someone. Um, like, will you host a group hike? Or I want to meet more people in the community that like hiking, and my friends are into it. And it was it was a need in my community, and I saw that. And I so love that's that. what that's what started it. Everyone was really into it, and so it's been a big success so far. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel um, would be any final words of inspiration or advice that you may give others as they're maybe developing their own hobbies and passions centered around nature? Um, Like, I would just say, like, start with what you're passionate about first. Like, don't go after the money. Um, It has to begin with what you love, because you know, because for a while, the money won't be there. You know, mm-hmm. it has to be passion-based. It has to be something that you can wake up doing every day that you don't necessarily have to get paid for. Um, and then eventually, you know, the money will come. It just takes a lot of hard work and dedication um, and just connecting with your audience. And how do people find you, especially if they're living in the greater Georgia area, they're part of the community and they'd want to join and get in with some of your sessions? Yeah, so my group hike, I actually started hosting my group first group camping trip. It's going to be um, next month. I'm super excited about that. But for my group hikes, um, everything is posted on my stories at a sip of tea underscore, a sip of tea underscore. Um, and the, I um, release a sign-up sheet. The sign-up sheet goes live 10 days prior to the group hike date. Um, so it's just staying updated on my stories um, and when I post it. And then you can follow me on all platforms, Instagram and TikTok at underscore, at underscore. And then I also have a blog, a website called a tea as well. I love that, Eunice. You're in charge of the bear spray. We're going for a hike. We're taking a road trip. I'm in charge of the locations we're going to. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good hike, but man, I need my life at the end of the hike. <laughs> when in doubt, just faint. We'll come back for you. We'll send the chopper for you. It's fine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting on our virtual couch. All right, everybody. So that was a wrap on another episode. We went over the river and through the woods. You like how I did that? I, I like, see how you did that. Like, pun, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back after three weeks. I can't believe we took that long. Uh, three weeks. I think, but it, but it happens. But during those three weeks, we had you on our mind. Yes. We had our listeners on our mind. We just couldn't get to it quick enough, right? That, yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. We were still trying to find content and people that we were meeting. But we just had a lot going on, Rachel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did. But we're we're getting back on schedule. Y'all also have to keep in mind, if you've been following our Fruit Punch Fridays, not only did I get a promotion, Eunice got a promotion too. So I did. The, the transition crazy. has been real. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of it all, right? Like, it's just, it's yes. like, wow. Wow. Yes. So with, as they say, you know, with uh, great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> that's not that that's not an exact quote, so don't match me on the the verbiage people because then you know they're gonna be sending me nasty things. Mm-hmm. So that's not exactly what yeah. it said, but you guys get the gist of my point. The point is we got more responsibilities. And along the way, we just couldn't get to the podcast quick enough to drop some new episodes, but we definitely had you on our mind. We were meeting people and we're excited about next week's episode that we're going to um, share with you guys. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back on track, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will be falling back into dropping an episode every week. And that is the goal. We're going to get back to a specific day of dropping an episode, but we at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're at least dropping one every week. So definitely, if you're not following us on social media, make sure that you're doing that. Also, don't forget to leave us a review, like, subscribe, send us emails because we do get emails and take a look at them. And um, definitely share with a friend. Like we're we're G-rated. We're G-rated. We are. We are. For the most part, we are. And even if the season is a wrap, what Rachel and I want you to know is we have many episodes. So every week we are sharing some sort of content with you about what's going on to keep you in the know. Mm-hmm. So you got to just stay tuned because you never know um, what we're going to share with you guys. Exactly. And if you're in a certain career yourself or you know someone or there's a career that you want us to research, definitely reach out to us. So we're here to help. So that we are until next week. We're asking you guys to like, subscribe, review, catch us on Fruit Punch Fridays live on our Instagram, 6 p.m. every Friday, and think think outside outside the the box. box.